Hey friends, and welcome to the Paparazzi Stars Podcast. Here, we chat about all things paparazzi. Tips, tricks, suggestions, and weekly challenges. All to help you grow and explode your paparazzi accessories business to rockstar success. Hey, welcome to the Paparazzi Stars Podcast today. My name is Anya Bohm, and I am your show host. Today, we're going to be talking about finding balance. Finding the perfect balance between home, business, and personal life is a constant process. Today, we'll talk about a few things to help you keep things balanced. Before we jump into that, head on over to paparockstars.com slash finding dash balance to listen to this week's episode. You can grab the show image that we'll talk about in a second. All the notes are typed up for you, along with a lot of other resources and other shows that you can listen to. Again, that link is paparockstars.com slash finding dash balance. Okay, the show image for today, it's a person doing a yoga pose with a sunset behind them. And it says, many people seem to think that success in one area can compensate for failure in other areas. But can it really? True effectiveness requires balance. And that's a quote by Stephen Covey. Again, you can grab that image that you can share in your Pinterest, on your Facegram, Instagram, in your fan pages, in your groups, however you want to use it, it's there for you. So head on over there to paparockstars.com slash finding dash balance. Okay, you ready for the training? This is a topic that has been near and dear to my heart lately. If you are a longtime listener, you'll know that I have seven kids. They are 14 years old down to 14 months old as of this recording. They're active in sports, in clubs, and with friends. I'm an active leader in our church group as well. And then on top of all of that, supporting my growing team and leaders. I love everything that I do. And I have evaluated all of my activities several times and I do it regularly to make sure that I'm not spending unnecessary time on activities that don't bring me joy or things that I just don't like doing. Have you ever kind of gotten roped into something like that, like a club or whatever, and you just didn't want to say no? Well, sometimes you get to the point where you have to say no. So I've reevaluated everything that I do just to make sure that I love it. And I do. I love everything that I'm doing. So now I'm constantly trying to find a good balance between my home, my family, cleaning, business, and personal time. And all of that takes skill. I'm not an expert on time management, but I have found a few tricks along the way that help me to get more done during the hours that we have available to us every week. So here we go. The first thing, touch things once. Now let me explain this. If you clean the dishes off of the table and you put them in the sink and then come back later to scrub them and put them in the dishwasher, it's going to take you a lot more time to scrub that food that's kind of hardened off of them, right? If you rinse them when you take them to the sink and just put them in the dishwasher, then later on you won't have to spend that time scrubbing them. It's just ready to go. It means you will save time in the long run. Now, I can't say I'm the best at this particular tip, but when I do... Life is much simpler, so much simpler. And my dishes are done. (laughs) Another great example is making my bed. When I get up, if I was to immediately make my bed, not only is my room much tidier, but then I don't have to come back and remember to do it later on in the day. Plus, when I come into my bedroom, it kind of gives me this sense of peace. It's like when you walk into your kitchen and your sink is 
empty. There's not a bunch of dishes in it. It doesn't give you the stress that kind of comes along with things that aren't done. Another example is when I'm working, the space that I'm in has to be tidy. If I go downstairs where my computer is, it's like our little toy room slash office slash TV room. It's just a little bitty room, but we fit a lot of activities in there. But if I go down there and the kids have messed it up or there's papers everywhere, or even if my space is unorganized, it drives me crazy. And so even though I'm getting work done, in the back of my mind, there's always this little nagging feeling like, oh, I really should be cleaning, but I need to do this. And I feel like it draws attention away from what I'm working on. And it kind of makes me work a little bit slower. If my area is tidy, that I'm able to zoom in and get that stuff accomplished. And then I feel really good about the things that I'm able to do in that day. Number two, multitask. Now this is probably one of my biggest secrets. There are things that I have to do every single day. Well, at least during the weekdays and I can't get around them. One of those things is picking up my kids from school, but it's not just as simple as like driving there, loading them in the car and coming home. The pickup lane at the school starts to fill up about 10 minutes before the class is let out. And if you aren't parked and waiting before then, it takes you three times as long to get your kids loaded up and then maneuver out of the pickup area and away from all the cars and the kids and the crazed parents. <laughs> While I was sitting waiting for pickup, I used to play on my phone. I would check in on Facebook, call my mom, other things like that. Now I bring something to do while I sit. Sometimes I brainstorm ideas for upcoming newsletters or trainings or podcasts. Other times I'll bring thank you notes that I need to write or a list of people I need to call. That way I have something productive to do while I'm sitting. Soccer games are another prime example of downtime in our family. We have to be there like 45 minutes early before the game so that they can warm up. And then my son usually sits out one, sometimes two quarters during the game. So it's fun to just sit and watch the others on the team, but I always feel a little bit more accomplished if I can do something while I wait, while I'm just sitting there. So that's 45 minutes before the game. I can be making team calls. I can be setting up Facebook parties. I can be posting something in my Facebook group. Again, brainstorming things for upcoming trainings, writing out trainings. It just totally depends on whatever I'm working on at the time. But if you can grab something to do while you wait, and accomplish it, it, it helps things go a little bit more smoothly. Tip number three, find some time for you. Now this is a must. After 14 years of being a mom, where I'm constantly giving my time, my energy, my sanity, <laughs> I finally learned the importance of me time. I try to fill these times with some sort of activity that is extremely relaxing like a massage or a pedicure, or something that will feed my soul. Exercising on my elliptical while I listen to an audiobook is one of my ultimate favorites. Reading a self-improvement type book or listening to a podcast are a few other things that I enjoy doing. It's just something to kind of fill me up so that I can give more. Sometimes I can do these things while I do something else, like when we go to visit family, that's a prime time for me to listen to something like a book on tape or something like that because my kids are watching a DVD or playing on their electronics. And so we're not having those critical conversations like we do on our way home from school. 
But other times it's just as simple as getting five minutes alone to yourself to like quiet your brain, be able to hear yourself think. When you give, give, and give to others, it's easy to feel like you run out of things to give. You feel worn down, you feel drained, you feel tired. And this is me speaking from personal experience. So go out on a date with yourself. Take five minutes to paint your toenails or to read a paragraph out of a book. It might seem like a little thing, but these will totally help you in the long run. You have to fill up yourself before you can give to others. And even if it's just for five minutes or 30 minutes a week, it's worth it. I promise you. Okay, number four, be present with people. Now, this is one of my biggest, biggest pet peeves. You're going to learn something about me right here. You ready? When I'm watching people check out at the grocery store and they hardly even acknowledge the person who is checking them out. They're talking on their phones. They're texting. They're not even talking to the person checking them out. In my opinion, it is so rude. People are more important than electronics. And I think in this society, sometimes we forget that when you're spending time with your family in the evenings or after school, while the kids are eating a snack, put away your phone, put away your computer and talk to them. This is another, some of those critical conversations that I mentioned a minute ago, listen to their day, what happened in it. It only takes like five minutes or so, but they're going to feel heard and they're going to feel loved. Your relationships are going to be better because of it as well. Now, in your other relationships, find ways to honor people that you're with as well. Constantly checking your text messages when someone's trying to talk to you, it's rude and it makes them feel less important and less valued. Put down your phone, enjoy the conversations that you're having and strengthen your relationships. In the end, this is going to make a huge, huge difference in finding balance in your life. It's also going to help you in your business. Because you're building those relationships, you're making things personal, okay? So those personal relationships, making people feel important, that is going to help you in the long run in your paparazzi business. Number five, delegate. This is something that I really struggle with sometimes. It is so much faster for me to put away the dishes or to make dinner than to try and instruct someone else on how to do it. It is so much easier just to handle all the snacks for the Valentine's party at the school instead of trying to delegate it because then you're not going to have to worry that it's going to get done or run to the store in the last minute because it wasn't done. The thing to remember is that it might be faster the first time you do it, but think about the second time and the third time and the 50th time. If you delegate, you might have to spend a little bit more time up front, a little bit more time now training that person to do a specific task But in the long run, it is going to save you a ton of time. A good example of this is when my kids load the dishwasher. They put things in all kinds of word places and in ways that it's just never going to get clean. Like it stresses me out a little bit. The first thing that I do is I thank them for trying. Okay. You have to thank them and then tell them that they did a good job and then offer like two suggestions on how they could do it next time to help the dishwasher clean better. The one that we've been focusing on lately is the dishes have to face the center of the dishwasher. Otherwise, they're not going to get clean. They'll put them in so the backs are facing the the center, but the dirty part is facing the top. (laughs) I'm like, that is not going to get it near as clean as if you flip it over. So when you 
thank them. The next thing that you're going to do is you're going to offer two suggestions on how they can load the dishwasher next time better to help it be clean. And then the next time you repeat that process. After four or five times, they're going to be loading it like a pro. Now, on the other hand, if you yell at them and tell them what they did wrong, tell them that they did a horrible job, redo the whole thing, they're not going to want to do it again, right? So if you're positive, if you're encouraging and you limit your tips to two, then they're going to be more likely to try again and you're going to be taking something off your plate that somebody else can do. A few of the tasks I've been delegating are like matching socks, sweeping the floor, vacuuming, unloading and loading the dishwasher, and sometimes even making dinner. And this is going to sound funny, but getting the mail. It takes a whole five minutes, but that's five minutes that I could be doing something else. So I've been delegating that and the kids love it. Now they might seem like little tasks, but they really add up. If you time each of those things that you do every single day, I bet all of those things that I just mentioned would probably add up to about half an hour. And that's a lot. As a bonus, delegating these tasks, they're going to help your kids or your husband maybe be a little bit more aware of everything you do around the house. And they might be even a little bit more considerate when they're making their messes. Maybe put their socks in the laundry bin the first time. (laughs) You never know. Okay, number six, business time. I know we've talked a lot about being respectful of others and their time, but I just had to mention one more little thing. Schedule time for your business. For me, we know that Wednesday nights are online party nights and Thursdays are team meeting nights. Those nights, it's expected that I'm going to do business. The kids know that that's going to happen. My husband knows that it's going to happen. Also, during nap time is when I get a lot of business things done that I need to do. Around those times, that's when I'm able to schedule things in and work around as my team needs me. But here's the big but. You ready? There has to be time where you also put your business away and spend time with your family, with your family, with your kids. Don't make them feel like paparazzi is more important than they are. Paparazzi is all about family and making your business work around your life, not the other way around. If someone messages you about joining your team and it's 3 a.m., don't drag yourself out of bed to respond. They're going to be excited to hear from you when you wake up. It's not worth it to skip out on your sleep and then be so excited that you can't sleep because your team is growing and then be a zombie mom for the next three days. Put your phone on silent when you're sleeping and answer your text messages when you get up. Don't skip out of your little girl's dance recital to answer a question about a necklace or a pair of earrings. It will wait, but your little girl dancing will not. And that might even hurt her feelings that you're not there just for her. There is time every day where I put my phone down and I have family time. When that time is over, whether it's 30 minutes or two hours, then I can respond to my text messages and people wait. Maybe it sounds mean, but you have to put your family first. Sometimes you have to keep those relationships special. Sometimes problems we'll put that in air quotes, problems, even solve themselves. I can't tell you how many times we're having dinner time. And so my phone is away. And then I come back to my phone and I'll check my messages. And it's like 47 messages. I'm like, oh my gosh, the world is dying. And I'll go to several of them. And it's like, hey, this just happened. Oh wait, I found it. Never mind. Thanks. And it's like seven messages from the same person. But in that half an hour that I was eating dinner, they took care of it themselves. They were able to figure it out. So 
things. And if they can't, then when you're done with dinner, you're definitely able to message them back. You might be thinking this tip sounds a little bit crazy, but if you set up your business so that they understand that you will get back to them when you're done with family time, it might be great when you have like 10 team members, if you jump the first time they text you and you don't respect family time, but you got to think ahead to when you have a team of a thousand or 10,000 people. If you don't set up those boundaries now, then later on down the road, you're going to have problems. Your family is not going to feel respected. You're going to be getting those messages at all times and feel like you have to respond. So it's a good idea to set up those boundaries, whether they're spoken or unspoken early so that you can avoid problems later on. Finding balance doesn't happen overnight, and it's not something that once you find it, you're always going to have. The trick is to constantly be aware and be tweaking and changing what you're doing so you can find the best fit for you until you find the ways that you can simplify your life and magnify your efforts for maximum success. That's it for the training today, so let's see what the call challenges. Are you ready? Focus on one area in your life that you feel out of balance. Is it your finances, your spirituality, maybe your relationships? Maybe it's your housework or your team training. Find one area in your life you would like to work on this week and commit to two ways to help bring that area back into balance in your life. Thanks for listening in this week. I love you. I'm glad that you're here and we'll catch you next time. Have a rockin' week. Bye-bye.